Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Big Tech follows the White House. Your news update in Timu and Sheen in court on this edition of Arbitrage News Weekend starting right now. Hello and welcome to Arbitrage News Weekend for July 22nd, 2023. I'm Joshua Stark. Amazon, Google, Meta, Microsoft, and other companies that are leading the development of artificial intelligence technology have agreed to meet a set of AI safeguards brokered by President Joe Biden's administration. The White House said Friday that it has secured voluntary commitments from seven U.S. companies met to ensure their AI products are safe before they release them. Some of the commitments call for third-party oversight of the workings of commercial AI systems, though they don't detail who will audit the technology or hold the companies accountable. A surge of commercial investment in generative AI tools that can write convincingly human-like text and churn out new images and other media has brought public fascination as well as concern about their ability to trick people and spread disinformation as well as other dangers. Elon Musk's big bet that Tesla price cuts could boost sales and profits amid increasing competition and poor economic sentiment appears to be yielding mixed results. Sales jumped and the company beat analyst expectations for net income in the April to June quarter, although the company's profit margins declined. Tesla shares followed suit in after-hours trading. The Austin, Texas maker of electric vehicles, solar panels, and batteries reported net income of $2.7 billion in the quarter, a 20% increase from a year ago. Earnings per share also rose 20% $0.78 when measured via generally accepted accounting principles. Total revenue rose 47% to $24.93 billion. Tony Bennett, the eminent and timeless stylist whose devotion to classic American songs and knack for creating new standards such as I Left My Heart in San Francisco, graced a decades-long career that brought him admirers from Frank Sinatra to Lady Gaga, died Friday. He was 96, just two weeks short of his 97th birthday. His publicist confirmed his death, saying he died in his hometown of New York. There was no specific cause, but Bennett had been diagnosed with Alzheimer's disease in 2016. The last of the great saloon singers of the mid-20th century, Bennett often said his lifelong ambition was to create a hit catalog rather than hit records. He released more than 70 albums, bringing him 19 competitive Grammys, all but two after he reached his 60s and enjoyed deep and lasting affection from fans and fellow artists. When Alicia Griggs steps outside of her suburban 
Fort Lauderdale home, Florida's latest invasive species comes a-hopping down the street, lionhead rabbits. The bunnies, which sport an impressive flowing mane around their heads, want the food Griggs carries, but she also represents their best chance of survival and moving where this domesticated breed belongs, inside homes away from cars, cats, hawks, Florida heat, and possibly government-hired exterminators. Griggs is spearheading efforts to raise the 20000 to 40000 it would cost for a rescue group to capture, neuter, vaccinate, shelter, and then give away the estimated 60 to 100 lionheads now populating the area. I'm Smokey Bear, and I made an assistant to help you prevent wildfires. Dude, I've got this. I've been camping since I was five years old. But I am a camping influencer. You know what? I'll bet you five bucks. Assistant Smokey, what is the best way to put out a campfire? To put out a campfire, drown with water, stir, drown again. Then make sure the fire is out cold by feeling with the back of your hand. Wait, really? I'll take the five bucks. Learn more at SmokeyBear.com. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service, your state forester, and the Ad Council. This week's arbitrage blog includes, is replanting really effective? Nobody loves Bob. And Timu and Sheen in court. All this and more in this week's Arbitrage blog, available now at arbitragetrade.com. Now let's go to the president and CEO of Arbitrage, Mr. Royce Wells, for more. Royce, we can both agree that uh, that there's been some impact on land uh, as far as as far as as humans are concerned. We've had impact on the earth, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, nine million billion of us. Why not? Yeah. <laughs> uh yeah i mean uh, you know it's said that as a as a species we've modified at least 70% of the earth's land surface um you know yeah what about the plants underneath the ocean that's a good point that's a good point i mean land surface land surface meaning land but so, isn't 75% of the world is water uh, y- yeah but land surface let's let's focus okay. 30 the thirty percent that is land—that's what we're talking about. We've modified seventy okay. percent of that. Sure. Okay. So uh, the thing is that uh, is that uh, we've modified it, and you know we we've attempted to to try to mitigate some of that with replanting of trees and things like that. But there is some evidence that uh, replanting not necessarily. Uh, doing as much as it could be. Um, what are you using it to measure? Well, the impact of of you know the land as far as as far as vegetation is is able to survive. Um, so and, we're not measuring the amount of oxygen that's not being released from the plants. You know that would probably be a good probably be a good indicator. I but, think so. <laughs> The, the argument here is it's carbon that, footprint right yeah yeah <laughs> the argument here is that is that as we have have logged and we have we have uh, cut down trees and things like that we've also affected some of the the auxiliary um, some of the auxiliary vegetation and the animals and that sort of thing and it takes some time to get that back that ecosystem yeah but uh, you know, International paper has done some efforts. Yeah, yeah. International paper. I, I know that uh, KTG USA, which is a 
uh, tissue company has done some efforts as well. Um, you know, it's out there, um, but are we doing enough? That's the question. Uh, even if the ecosystem is used to being disrupted every 10 to 20 years, the impact of the wildlife depends on the presence of certain vegetation, and it could be kind of substantial. Um, the, the thing is, is that, is that um, the trees that we plant is, is one thing, but the auxiliary vegetation, the auxiliary animal life, and things like that that we displace could have more impact. Just plant kudzu everywhere. <laughs> That's a southerner for you right there. Hey, you. <laughs> it works. You know, it Kudzu, does, bamboo, it problem solved. does cover. It does cover, I'm telling you. Um, but uh, we, we've actually uh, done studies and things like that. And, and surveys um, with biologists, and it would seem like it's still disruptive to the ecosystem, and it's possible that we could kill species or, or plants. Yeah, so. that's why we have that endangered species list. So, yeah. yeah. More after this on Arbitrage News. Hey, wouldn't it be great if life came with a remote control? You know, you could hit pause when you needed to, or hit rewind, like that time you knocked down that wasp's nest. Uh-oh. Well, life doesn't always give you time to change the outcome, but pre-diabetes does. With early diagnosis and a few healthy changes, you can stop pre-diabetes before it leads to type 2 diabetes. To learn your risk, take the one-minute test today at doihaveprediabetes.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and its pre-diabetes awareness partners. When might you be buzzed? When you suddenly love everything. You guys, I love this song. I love these nachos. I love our kickball league. Oh, I love this guy. What's your name? You know what I love? A ride when it's time to head out. If you see a buzzed warning sign, call for a ride when it's time to go home. Buzz driving is drunk driving. A message from NHTSA and the Ad Council. I love your car. Is this real leather? To protect her home and family in a disaster, Karen was willing to wade through water, mud, and insurance paperwork. Yeah, I can do this. You go, Karen! By simply understanding and updating what her insurance covers and doesn't cover now, she'll be better prepared no matter when disaster strikes. Learn other simple ways to protect your home and family before a natural disaster at ready.gov. That's ready.gov. A message from FEMA and the Ad Council. Caroline Hollis, our Director of Education, is here with us. Caroline, we're making sense of senses this week. Or we're trying to, at least. Yeah. So, you wrote this article, and it's a fascinating article because, uh, I, you know, everybody says there's only five senses, right? But apparently there's more. There's more. Um, the highest count that I read uh, in doing some research for this article was one neuroscientist believes that there are up to 33 senses. Most agree somewhere between 9 and 21, which still seems to be a very high number for those of us who grew up in the 80s, going to school in kindergarten and learning about our five senses. Yeah, so so why is there so much of a discrepancy between, between 5 and 33? Uh, well, some scientists like to divide up the senses for example uh, your sense of taste you could just say there is one sense of taste but then you taste actually five different things you've got the bitter sweet salty sour and 
umami was was added recently. That yeah. didn't used to be considered even part of the taste. So some scientists will say you have one sense of taste, while others say, well, that counts as five. Well, what are other senses? I mean, I, I know you talked about uh, the one that I thought was the coolest is chronoception, which means the uh, the ability to sense the passing of time. And that's actually something, you know, my son is eight, and we kind of had to teach him when he was little, you know, what does five minutes feel like? Right. How long is that? So that's one. Um, your vestibular system with your sense of balance, um, that can be one. Um, I believe it's pronounced... Uh, proprioception um the sense of where your body is in space like if you close your eyes can you touch your nose with your fingertip things like that so that is another sense um as well the sense of temperature right it's the sense of temperature can that be split into the sense of heat and the sense of cold thermoception yes thermoception all these big names <laughs> i love i love the big names although those who have listened to the podcast for a while know that it trips me up quite a bit oh well it tripped me up earlier too so yeah but uh senses like a sensation of hunger and thirst and a sensation of needing to empty your 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 bladder your bowel that sort of thing could be considered a considered a sense also something called pruritus prurit pruritus which means the sense of itch, right? Right, right. And some people would almost say, you know, a really strong itch can almost feel like pain. Oh, dude. Um, so, <laughs> yes. you know, the fact that that's different. Or even, you know, you mentioned the sense of hunger before. Um, I have a friend whose son had been on a, um, a feeding tube since he was born and in the hospital right. and a bunch of stuff. And they're trying to get him off that. And so he, as a, I believe he's about six or seven now, he's having to learn what does hunger feel like and how do I eat? How do I take care of that? Yeah, yeah, that's that's wild. Uh, you had something in your article about echolocation, and I, I want to make sure that we cover that. Definitely. So echolocation, um, most of you will probably think of bats with echolocation. You know, they produce a sound and listen for the echo to come back. And there's actually a group of blind mountain bikers here in the United States who use echolocation out on trails. That is awesome. I think it's I so cool. That. Go to our article on arbitragetrade.com forward slash blog for more about this article and more about the echolocation cyclists. More after this. Sometimes I just cannot believe all the storms we've gone through here. I can only hope that we'll be able to leave this house to you one day, baby. You're our legacy. Planning for these disasters will make sure we're safe. It is the best way to protect that legacy. You know what? We should make an emergency communication plan. That way we're ready this year. At my dorm, we have emergency kits for earthquakes and wildfires, but I'm sure there's something more local. I can send you with the link. Okay, smart. Protect your legacy. Visit ready.gov forward slash plan for the tools and tips you need to start your emergency preparedness plan today. Brought to you by FEMA and the Ad Council. I'm 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Royce Disney is in the news again. Uh, one of the Bobs again. Oh, sweet. Is Microsoft trying to uh, buy them? Mm. No. Ah. Oh, no. Blizzard, Disney. Not yet. You know. Not yet. It, Illumination. It, you know, Disney had a gaming uh, section called Disney Interactive. What happened to it? It went bye-bye, but not before it did some pretty cool games. Uh, yeah. Epic Mickey was awesome. Yeah. Uh, there was a racing game oh, called come Split on. Kingdom Second. Hearts. Oh, wait, Sony. Never mind. Sony. Yeah, Square Enix. But anyway. Yeah, those guys. Yeah, so uh, Disney employees have kind of kind of been vocalizing their dissatisfaction, at, along with the WGA SAG-AFTRA uh, strike, because of certain things that he has said. Now let's roll this back about a year uh, to last October, last November, when Bob took over from Bob Chapek, who was getting around fifty-two million dollars to do his job. Um, and was doing a pretty horrible job at it and couldn't seem to keep his mouth shut about certain things. Yeah, so now the other Bob is doing it for half as much and still can't keep his mouth shut. $27 million. Oh, great. But, and they went to band camp and something came out. Well, what? he went to billionaire's camp. Band camp. <laughs> <laughs> he went to billionaire's camp and said some things about the WGA, Writers Guild of America, and the SAG uh, uh, Screen, screen uh, Actors Guild, Guild, and then the Actors Guild for, for TV. Um, there's Strike, which is, is a sore spot for many people now. I just want to know who the mole is. <laughs> who knows? Who knows? But so it's brought to light some... Stunt? Sorry? It could be a publicity stunt. I doubt it. It is. It's really amplified and brought forth some some interesting stories of uh, lack of fair treatment. Uh, the company continues to reap substantial profits, but they're not being adequately compensated. Low wages and increased cost of living has has really kind of amped this up. And Bob just opened his mouth. I think at the wrong time. Well. Remember what they say. Any news about you that you don't have to pay for is good news. I don't know about that. Because the ongoing strike. Yeah, look at Bud Light. Have you seen their stock? It's, it's up about $6 since that campaign. Uh, which is about almost 20%, believe it or not. Yep, yep, yep. Bad publicity is still publicity. Yeah, 
I, I agree. At the same time, the flavor of publicity does color it. I mean, look at Tesla. Yeah, Elon. See? You know, let's not talk about Tesla. What the heck is going on there? A I don't rocket even know. explodes. Suddenly, your stock goes up a hundred dollars per share. Yeah, hmm. yeah. But Bob, tens- which one did you pay more for? <laughs> Bob has uh, become a focal point of of kind of a kind of a focal point of employee frustration, and we'll see more about this coming up as the strikes continue and the employee's frustration persists. We'll see how he addresses this. And honestly, I mean, it wasn't a good look for him to do this from a billionaire's summer camp. I'm going to channel Betty White right now. My money's on the crock. (laughs) More after this on Arbitrage News. Stick around. I'm Smokey Bear, and I made an assistant to help you prevent wildfires. Dude, I've got this. I've been camping since I was five years old. But I am a camping influencer. You know what? I'll bet you five bucks. Assistant Smokey, what is the best way to put out a campfire? To put out a campfire, drown with water, stir, drown again. Then make sure the fire is out cold by feeling with the back of your hand. Wait, really? I'll take the five bucks. Learn more at SmokeyBear.com. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service, your state forester, and the Ad Council. Why was the basketball court all wet? Because the players kept dribbling on it. The dad joke. (laughs) Corny, groan-worthy, but also one of the simplest ways to share a moment with your kids. What did the buffalo say when he dropped his son off for school? Bye, son. (laughs) So take a moment to make your kid laugh, because dad jokes rule. Make your kid laugh today. Go to fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. David, earlier this week we talked about the uh, the new robot that was uh, aiming to help uh, China's aging population problem. It was a bipedal robot that could walk. And we're talking about a little bit about this now in this segment. Um, apparently there's a ton of humanoid robots that are uh, they're just getting ready to, to be released. Yeah, and you know, when we were starting to look at that that article about the GR1, which is the, the Chinese company's robot for healthcare, you know, it was like, hey, you know, this might be the, the fifth one or the fourth one in, in a list of robots that are bipedal. But actually, there are a lot more that companies are working on. I mean, this is almost as... Uh, buzzworthy as AI is right now. I didn't realize how proliferated this this technology was. Well, we talked about the Sanctuary AI Phoenix. It's the Canadian uh, bipedal that, that is supposed to be used for industrial use. Uh, but there's tons more. I mean, uh, the, the Fourier Intelligence GR1 that we talked about uh, is a lot closer in development to, like, the Phoenix. But, you know, there, there's also... Things like the Tesla Optimus, which may or may not be going on. <laughs> maybe, maybe, yeah. I mean, there are other ones. You know, it, it feels like these companies all over the world are finding niches where they can just fit their use case in with the bipedal robot and say, okay, this is for healthcare. Okay, this is for medical. Okay, this is for. 
uh, working in the mine. You know, I'm sure they're going to come up with, you know, robots that are multi-purpose for, you know, labor robots. And I think that's what the Phoenix is meant to be. Yeah. It's meant to, hey, I want to hook you into an expert in the field, and I'm going to do exactly what that person did. Because uh, it was supposed to be that uh, AR combination uh, feel where it would do the, you know, AI learn, machine learning from humans' actions. Yeah. And I have a feeling that a lot more companies are going to be trying to kind of jam their technology into whatever specialization they can find. Like the Asimov, uh, you know, it was real early on in the scene. And it was supposed to be kind of that healthcare robot in uh, Japan. Yeah. Um, and they did show some of that, like lifting patients and stuff like that. Well, you know, it didn't didn't really do a lot, but the huge thing was that it walked. Uh, of course, there was some dynamics things going on with that, but you've got uh, robots now like uh, the Boston Dynamics Atlas. Yeah. Holy mackerel, what is it doing? Yeah, it's doing backflips and jumping across rooms. I mean, it's like uh, American Ninja Warrior kind of level stuff. And what they're showing off is, you know, it can operate in a real world environment where you have cars zooming by and stuff like that. So, you know, Boston Dynamics is trying to go for the full portfolio of general purpose, which is amazing. But it's, you know, if you look at their timeline on their robots, they've been working on this forever. Yeah. Since the 80s, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And they started on small scale, but it's amazing. We looked at the time lapse of their tech, and they have made huge, huge strides in how the robot learns about its environment. So I'm sure all these companies are working on similar things, but like I said, just very niche spots. Absolutely beautiful. We'll keep an eye on this, as well as other developments in robotics, but we'll be back after this. Hey, hon, what you doing with your phone? Taking pictures? No. I'm asking you questions. Like what? Hey, Bobo, do flowers have best friends? I'm sorry. I'm afraid I don't know that. Hey, follow me. I want to show you something. Look, flowers do have best friends. Whoa. Some answers can only be found in nature. Discover the unsearchable. Visit discovertheforest.org to find a trail near you. Brought to you by the United States Forest Service and the Ad Council. What is dedication? My daughter is biological and my son is adopted. I love them both so much. From the morning when you wake up to putting them to bed at night and every moment in between. I think a parent's job is to protect our children but also prepare them for the world so they become good, kind human beings. That's dedication. Find out more at fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Royce, I think we can agree that your fashion sense is not that great. Oh, sure it is. I put on the clothes. Thanks for I that. I go outside. Definitely. <laughs> definitely thanks for at See? least putting on the clothes. I told you. <laughs> so, I know you're... you're, you're your toes are not dipped into the fast fashion scene like like some influencers online and things like that. Well, Chinese e-commerce retailer Timu has taken legal action against Sheen, which is a competitor uh, of, of cheap clothing, basically. and Inexpensive. Don't say cheap. Well. You should see my store. Well. Oh, wait. <laughs> well. Well. So... 
Timu is saying that Sheen has employed a range of tactics like threats and intimidation, false infringement claims and fines to enforce exclusive agreements on clothing manufacturers. Cool. Yeah. I mean, and, and like I said, this is off the air. I said this is a little bit... Uh, a little bit the pot calling the kettle black, as they used to say. I just can't wait to put on my American Aggo jeans. <sighs> what? So anyway, uh, it's a sprite. Ca- it's kind of hilarious. No. <laughs> it's kind of hilarious because Sheen currently holds the largest market share in fast fashion in the U.S., exceeding exceeding fifty percent. Um. And and Timu is right behind that, and and I can remember Wish also did some fast fashion. I I know of Wish. Wish has made my list. Well, I made the Wish list. Okay. (laughs) But here's the thing, right? So uh, next week we have an article uh, written by Caroline. Oh, excellent! uh, Talking about a RICO lawsuit that's coming up for Sheen. Uh, that they, you know, RICO is Racketeering Influenced and Corrupt Organizations Act. Oh, wow. Right. A law that was originally designed to prosecute organized crime. But, uh, according to the Justice Department, racketeering also applies to egregious copyright infringement. So that means they found the copyrights and said that they're being infringed upon? Yes. Yes. Oh. Yes. Cool. Uh, filed against by three different uh, fashion designers. Uh, some uh, articles that I read about this says that Sheen has upwards of 6,000 copyright infringements on their website currently. Wait a minute. Where are they based? They're in, well, they're in, I believe they're in China. Uh, that won't hold up here at all. Yeah, I, I I honestly, I think that there is, I think that there's a base for this because of the plain and simple fact that, that they do business here. Ed, but that's, okay, how many things get through customs? Hmm, that's a good question. That's a good question. I don't know, man. But um, Chinese regulators are actually... Uh, cracking down on these people to uh, stop pressuring retailers and and brands to work exclusively with them so we'll see how this how this really pans out and don't forget about our article next week on the blog uh, where we talk more about this I want my three muskets have a great weekend Arbitrage Trade Analytics, LLC is a privately held research company. Arbitrage Trade Analytics, LLC is solely responsible for the preparation and distribution of the contents of this podcast. The opinions offered in this podcast are for informational purposes only and are not intended to function as investment advice. Seek a duly licensed professional for investment advice. For more information about the informational research and services offered by Arbitrage Trade Analytics, LLC, please visit arbitragetrade.com. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 